Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery program, and I don't claim to speak for any 12-step fellowship. My hope is that you will find my words helpful in some way, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 119, Getting Rid of Black and White Thinking and No Longer Tolerating Dysfunction. If you're a fan of this podcast and want to support it, please check me out on Patreon. If you're not familiar, Patreon is a platform created by creators for creators that allows them to be supported and rewarded for their work by their fans and followers. You can find me at patreon.com slash higherpowercoaching. Before I get into today's topic, which by the way is subtitled The Garbage Can Dilemma, I want to give a shout out to Jody. She's my first tier two patron on Patreon. Thanks for listening, Jody. I'm so glad that you've gotten so much from my podcast in such a short time. Thanks for your support. If you're interested in supporting my work, you can find me at patreon.com slash higherpowercoaching and there are two tiers of membership. The first tier is called Higher Powered Community. And if you listen every week and want to support the work, this is the tier for you. In this tier, you get access to the video recordings of the podcast episode with guests. So that began with episode 100 and it will continue for every 10 episodes. So 110 and then 120 is going to come out next week. And you also get curated inspirational and motivational content a couple times a month. And that's only $4 a month. The second tier is called Higher Powered Patrons, and that includes everything in tier one, but you get additional curated content. But this includes things like worksheets, journal prompts, workbooks, articles, etc., that I have created for either my private coaching clients, my group coaching clients, or my membership community, Secure, Loved, and Brave. You also get shout outs on the podcast and you get behind the scenes info about my life, my processes and habits. And just yesterday, I recorded and uploaded a video about my podcast origin and creation story as the very first behind the scenes piece that the second tier folks get. I just did it on a whim from my bed with no makeup, which is unusual for me. But anyway, that tier is $24 a month. So back to the topic at hand. Getting rid of black and white thinking and no longer tolerating dysfunction or the garbage can dilemma. So this story comes about because I was talking with a sponsee who has been learning to fully and purposefully occupy his home and to get rid of the legacy of free family furniture that he got from various generations of his family. And he says that all of these furnishings are imbued with trauma because of the generations of dysfunction in his family. One of the new purchases that he made recently was a garbage can. And when he started talking about the garbage can, I said, you know, it's funny that of all things, you mentioned a garbage can, because I have quite the story about my garbage can dilemma. And I know that it's related to recovery, but I'm not sure how. So I am going to tell you both of those stories in just a moment. But I want to share the conclusion that he and I came to in our conversation about how these stories relate to recovery. 
And that is that they are illustrations of coming out of black and white thinking. So addicts tend to think very rigidly, rigidly, even when we have years of recovery. As time goes on, we start to see more and more areas of our lives where we have rigid thinking like this is the way things are. And these stories I'm going to tell illustrate that. When you come from generations of dysfunction, you just sort of accept that discomfort and annoyance is part of life. Whether that means you don't turn up the heat in your home or your garbage can situation annoys the fuck out of you every single time you use it or you wear socks that you hate because those were the kind of socks your mom bought you as a kid. So first I'm going to start with my sponsee's garbage can story and I'll follow that with mine. Now he really enjoys having things of beauty in his surroundings, but he's also been struggling with internalizing the belief that he deserves to have that. He recently went to a friend's home and his friend had what he called a very sexy garbage can. And I was like, what the hell is a sexy garbage can? So he sent me a picture immediately of what the garbage can looked like. And if there was ever going to be a sexy garbage can, this is it. And by the way, if you want to see what it looks like, you can see it on my Patreon account if you're a patron. Anyway, he decided he was going to get the can and it was $90. So he wasn't exactly beating himself up for this purchase, but he was definitely questioning whether this was a sound decision. I said, listen, this garbage can is probably going to last you the rest of your life. However, let's just assume it's only going to last you 10 years. That's $9 per year or 75 cents a month. It's so worth it to have something in your home that you selected by choice that brings you joy because you think it's a sexy garbage can. And he was like, oh my God, thank you so much for breaking it down like that for me. That makes so much sense. And I said, you know, that's like two and a half cents a day. Are you willing to pay two and a half cents a day to not have your garbage can annoy the fuck out of you? And not only not annoy you, but you actually really like it. We were then reminded of another conversation we had not too long ago about how when we start to bring things into our homes that we really love, we get used to them. We get used to being surrounded by things that we love, that bring us joy, that represent a life lived on purpose, not a life lived by default. That means we've raised the bar of what is, quote, normal in our home. And the example I gave when we had that conversation a few weeks ago was this fabulous couch that I love. I don't walk around going, oh, my God, I love my couch constantly, though I do love it. And by the way, there's also a picture of that on Patreon. But what I've gotten used to is a couch that I absolutely love. I surround myself now with stuff I love in my home. That was not what my life was like for many, many years. It did start to change before I got into recovery, but it's changed dramatically now that I've gotten into recovery. I have really internalized this idea that I have choices and that I deserve to have things I love in my life, even if they don't, quote, make financial sense or aren't quote, logical, much of the beauty of life isn't illogical, like love, for example, 
or faith. Those aren't logical. So back to my sponsor's garbage can. As we processed the situation, I said to him, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the garbage can because I had this whole situation over the last year or so with my garbage can. And here's the story. So I have had this idea in my head forever that I'm lazy. And I still have that idea sometimes. It sometimes comes to the surface. And so one of the reasons, or excuse me, one of the ways that my idea that I'm lazy manifested in my life is that meant that I needed to have a 13-gallon garbage can in my kitchen. That is a large garbage can. And what that has to do with laziness is that a large can means that I have to take out the garbage less often. I get to be lazy about taking out the garbage. And I'd never really understood people who have those teeny tiny little garbage cans that fit under their sink. And I think things like, how often do they empty that? And this thinking was largely subconscious, mind you. And the further and further I've gotten in recovery, I've started to ask more and more questions about these ideas I have about myself. Like, I am not fucking lazy. I get a lot of shit done. Anyone who knows me personally will tell you, Barb is not lazy. So that's an old story about myself. Now, I have been dating my sweetheart for over two and a half years, and he has this tiny little garbage can under his sink. And this made me start to think to myself, you know, I could have a small garbage can. But then, listen to this, I thought, well, I have this giant box of like 250 13-gallon garbage bags. And my rigid thinking brain was like, well, I have to use up those large garbage bags before I can get a new smaller garbage can. Well, then one day I'm at Chuck's and I go to empty his tiny little garbage can. And as I go to pull the garbage bag out, it turns out he's got a gigantic garbage bag in there. And this just blew my mind. I was like, wait, what? I could put a large garbage bag in a small garbage can? Holy shit. And then I realized, wait, I have a medium-sized garbage can in my bedroom. So I decided to switch them. I put the large garbage can in the bedroom. I mean, it is a perfectly good garbage can, so there's no reason to get rid of it. And I put the medium one in the kitchen. And I put it where the other one used to be. It was against the wall, but it was kind of like out in the middle of the kitchen, which sometimes is pretty gross because kitchen gets, kitchen garbage gets pretty gross and it's sometimes in the way as I move around and do cooking and stuff. And after a little while, I was like, wait a minute, I could put this medium-sized garbage can under the sink. Mind blown again. Now, under the sink was a dish rack that I never use. It's been under there for years and I never use it. I have a dishwasher, but when I need to wash things by hand, I put a towel on the counter so I never use the dish rack. And it's just been there taking up space under my sink, annoying me for years. So I pulled it out and of course I didn't throw it away immediately because it's a perfectly good dish rack. I put it in a closet for six months. And uh, then, you know, I got over my black and white thinking and realized it's okay for me to throw that away. So I put the medium sized garbage bag under the sink and I empty it whenever it needs to be emptied because I'm 
not lazy. In fact, yesterday, I emptied it when it wasn't even halfway full because I had some potatoes rotting in my pantry and I put them in there and it stank. So I'm sharing this whole garbage can dilemma to show you that no matter how much recovery you have, you may still be likely to have some vestiges of the addictive thinking, that stinking thinking. And you're probably also going to continue seeing new ways in which you're putting up with discomfort and dysfunction based on fat patterns from the past. The way I think about the process of recovery is this. First, I got rid of the boulders, the big giant things that were not working in my life. Then I got rid of the rocks, the moderate sized things in my life that weren't working. Then I got rid of the gravel and now I'm dealing with the grains of sand, which are hard to detect. These are things like my subconscious thought and behavior patterns. What's beautiful about recovery and sponsorship is that sharing these stories with each other affirms that we're not alone. We're not completely crazy. This kind of thinking comes from somewhere and it's helpful to discuss it with other people. And I mean that both for me and my sponsee as well as you who are listening to me telling these stories. The other thing that my sponsee and I got out of this was we laughed our asses off because we probably spent 25 minutes talking about our fucking garbage cans. And I also have quite a number of other stories that are very similar to that, where I've come to see my black and white thinking and where I haven't even realized I wasn't living by choice, which to me is the greatest gift of recovery, freedom to choose. The more I investigate my thinking, the more thought work I do, the more I am able to look at my subconscious or subterranean thinking and examine it and decide whether it is serving me or not. If it's not serving me, then I change it. And that means I'm able to change my life and therefore get more and more comfortable in my life. So, dear listener, I challenge you to take a look at something in your life that's annoying the shit out of you. Do you need to keep it that way? Is it serving you? Or could you come out of your black and white thinking and make purposeful choices? Because you don't need to live a life of annoyance. You get to live a life that's happy, joyous, and free. That's it for today. If you've been finding this podcast helpful, please consider a donation to ensure I can continue. To choose the level of support that feels right to you, go to patreon.com slash higherpowercoaching. Please also review it on Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe to it on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd really appreciate it and it helps others to find the podcast. Now, if someone in particular came to mind when you listen to this episode, please share it with them. And don't forget, I'm on Instagram at Higher Power Coaching. I run group and private coaching programs on creating healthy boundaries. And if that sounds like something that would interest you, head on over to barbchat.net where you can get on my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. 
If that's you, then go to barbchat.net and get on my calendar. My goal with all of my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening. 